the end of the year is hard. Yeah. It's tough. A lot of stuff. I mean, vacations. Because, you know, it's not... It's. I think it starts during Thanksgiving. Ooh, the audio is going to be fucked up. Oh, it? it was actually set... The levels were set to the maximum. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we'll start that over? I'll fix that. Okay. No, I'll fix it in post. Okay. But I was uh, like, you know, it yeah. starts Thanksgiving. We're like at the end of November. Right. So I kind of count that like that's the end of the year. Because yeah. it's the last week or so, the, the month. And then... The next week, if they haven't done it by now, holidays, Christmas music in the stores, Christmas trees everywhere now, if they hadn't done it already. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. So, and then, you know, before you know it, the week before, you probably go out of town, and then you're probably out of town for a week or two, and then New Year's happens. So, yeah, the end of the, I mean, for various reasons, the end of the, end of the year is hard. Yeah. But, um... It's one of those things like it depends on where you work too. Right. You work retail. Yeah. Freaking sucks. If you work I don't miss it. No, nah, that's absolutely not. If you work customer service, I bet it sucks because you're taking calls all day about something broken. Um yeah, certain industries I bet just suck real bad. Food service probably not as much, but I bet it still does kinda suck depending on like if you work at a tourist place. Uh huh. Bet it sucks pretty bad if you're dealing with a bunch of people who don't live there. So they're probably gonna eat even act, even act worse. But anyway, what did you did you mean anything in particular? Like, what what are your at the end of the year? Like, what's like? I was gonna say like what what gets you down. That's not the phrase. Though. <laughs> what gets you down around Christmas time? Is it the gifts? Is it are you are you are you Ebenezer Scrooge? Um, let's see. Uh, Hitler gets no respect. Come on. <laughs> What's the deal with him? No, just okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, speak of the gift that keeps on giving. Depends on who you are. Like it's funny with Kanye. Yeah. it's like you thought he, you thought he was done. You thought he was done. And it is like, it's like that song we major. Can I talk my shit again? It's like, oh god, no. It's gonna get worse. And like at this kind of, I find it funny that he's wearing a mask. Yeah, he's wearing a mask, and it's like, cause he knew he was about to amp it up a new level, and just, just say the worst stuff. Like, you know, he was cool with showing his face until he started dabbling down right on all that stuff. It's like, let me throw a mask on to look like I'm a creative character, or unlike unlike fighting game character, and then go on the worst podcast on the freaking planet. Yeah, and it's it's. Of course, it's all like, as, like here's the thing, no one is saying because he's suffering from bipolar disorder is an excuse. It's that it's probably amplifying what he already believes, right? And then now he feels energized to say it, and that's what sucks. Is that people close to him have said, "Oh, he's always felt like this," but he never really yeah. said it out loud. But people close to him said, "Yeah, he's had these thoughts." Like before. he said that before. Yeah, it's just like now it's like. People are taking the advantage of... The mask is off, ironically. Ironically, right? Like, <laughs> he took the mask off while putting one on. Right. And we are getting the real... Like, this is, you know, there's that old Kanye, new Kanye. Like, this is a real Kanye. Like, the old... Like, it doesn't even matter if it's old Kanye or new Kanye. Like, this is real Kanye. Yeah. And I think at this point, there's no coming back from it because he's so far in. Like, he's courting the worst people. And 
he's not even sugarcoating anything anymore. Like, right. it's not even cold words. It's not dog whistles. Like, Alex Jones was nervous. It's like, when you get Alex Jones nervous, it's like, you are on a different level. <laughs> right. Because he, he was like, oh my God, he's actually like, he tried to rein him back. He's like, oh, you don't really mean that. He's like, 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 we'll just say the uniforms are nice. Yeah, it's like, no. I think Hitler's been redeeming qualms. Oh God, no, he's really going there. Like, Alex Jones is like, already, because, you know, he has to, he had to have his own website because he's right. banned from YouTube. And he gets platformed by bigger YouTubers that yeah. somehow YouTube can't step in on, which I don't understand that. Like, if you host Alex Jones, what, what's even, what even is the purpose of Alex Jones being banned? If yeah. that YouTube channel that's hosting them has a couple billion, if not more. Mm-hmm. Like, Logan Paul's probably one of the biggest YouTubers out there and hosted them. It's like, what was the point of that? Like, how come that doesn't get stricken down? But, like, people who comment on, for instance, the Kanye video, yeah. they get their stuff. Like, I know you, if you know Hassan Piker, he was commenting on the um, the interview with Ye and Gavin McInnes, that mm-hmm. piece of crap. And Gavin McInnes sends a um, DMCA to Hassan, but to no one else, just yeah. Hassan. But, so you could get DMCA'd for that. But, like, actually saying that stuff doesn't get you... Like, you can... I know DMCA is one-to-one. It's like right. the person sends a strike. But sometimes, like, you get in trouble for sending a false strike. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fair use. Because it's being used in a way that's not initially intended. Right. So, yeah, I don't... The thing is, it's like this. It's The fact is, he has the... He's, he's being offered the platform. Say the worst stuff in the world. And I hope people are seeing when people say deplatform, it isn't to stifle freedom of speech. It's to keep certain things from just getting out there. Yeah. It isn't like you don't like the fact that a company who has a terms of service says you can't host this stuff. You can't say this stuff. That isn't stifling freedom of speech. That's terms of service that you agree to when you put your email address in, you put your password in. You and check you, the box when you claim to read the yeah check the box that you, when you claim to read yeah. the terms and conditions and then you and you you get shocked when you get banned for certain things like yeah I know it's probably arbitrary it's frustrating uh, but you did agree to it whether you read it or not and when people say well why stifle certain people from saying whatever on YouTube or Twitter it's like first off advertisers they don't want to be next to that stuff. And then second off, they can just do that. They don't have to give you a reason why they took your channel off YouTube or took your account down. It's not YouTube's fault. It's not Twitter's fault that you use their platform to make money. I think that's what people get upset about. Yeah. People put their livelihood on those platforms and they get upset when they get whatever, stricken, DMCA. It's like, no, you decided to make your money off of those platforms. Yeah. That sucks that that is like one of the few ways you can do it because there's not quite a monopoly on like stuff, but like there's only one Twitter, there's only one Instagram, there's right. only one Facebook. There really isn't any competition. There's only yeah, one there's YouTube. There's no alternatives. Yeah. Like there is, but there's like it's minuscule. Yeah. Like there's a reason why Daily Motion didn't happen or Vimeo. Vimeo is like this, they, they serve two strictly different purposes. But yeah, there's no, there's, yeah, Vimeo's like premium hosting like for specific purposes right it isn't just the bs and just put up a you know a yeah. random clip of stuff like yeah you you get a you get an account so you can upload high quality stuff or you have a you know you are a company and you you host things yeah that's vimeo youtube is whatever 
whatever else. And so, yeah, it's those platforms, they do totally different things. So it's not quite a monopoly. The government won't see it that way. But society understands it as like its own separate thing that yeah. has nothing else. And so it does suck that, you know, you we have to rely on YouTube or nothing. Like, you can't just go to Instagram if you get kicked off YouTube. There's no equivalent. Right. That's why, like, those right-wingers will say, I'm done with Twitter. I'll be on Gab or I'll be on Truth Social. Yeah. But they still keep their Twitter accounts. Right. Because they know that that is where the reach is. They have, um, was it Rumble? It's, like, supposed to be the um, YouTube equivalent. They're, no one goes to Rumble. Like, they have to pay people to go on this site because... They have to pay known people that are known on Twitter <clears throat> to go on Rumble because they know that otherwise no one's going to give a care right. about that platform. I mean, it's already kind of ruined. Not ruined. I'm not sure if that's the right term, but like these alternatives, they're built for a certain audience in mind. Like, like you know, uh, give me some advertisers. I don't know. Like, like. Big ones like Apple. Yeah, like Apple's not going to advertise on Gab. Absolutely not. Like Apple's not like Microsoft's not going to advertise on Gab. Uh, That's when remember Elon got mad at Apple pulling advertisement away from Twitter, <clears throat> and then Elon gets mad and says, "Oh, you don't like free speech?" It's like, no, it's more like they don't want their they don't want to be next to a Nazi account. Like yeah. they have the right to say, "No, I don't want to be next to that." Yeah. So it's funny how. You remember, was that la- it was last year. It felt like longer. Yeah. The right wing kept saying, big tech this and big tech that and big tech is in the way of freedom of speech. And they're they're stifling, they're they're censorious and all that. Big tech. That was like the new buzzword they kept yeah. using. Now that Elon Musk bought Twitter, they first off they got the right wing got mad at Elon not moving as fast as they wanted him to move on yeah. stuff. It was like you know, they thought the instant that Elon bought Twitter, oh, free speech is back. And then Elon's like, no, I actually have to, like, you know, consult people. Yeah. And they got mad at him. Like, I was like, wait a minute. The things that were already in place before Elon got there. Yeah. He tells you that he has to still adhere to those things for the time being. And you're mad at who you're mad at now. Like. Or he's going to, like, basically, like, do all this dumb shit and then come back to the original things as the solution like as if he thought of it it's so weird (laughs) like with the like the whole like twitter blue don't get it shit it was like you know he put it up people bought it and then took it down temporarily but it's still honoring the people that bought it right and then i'm not sure if you saw and i don't really look into it because i really just hate looking at it but uh where it's like now there's gonna be like three tiers of Twitter colors. Three. <laughs> there's like Twitter blue, which is for everyone to buy, and there's Twitter gold for, which is basically the original verified like so news. And then he Twitter's... created three tiers that for no reason. Yeah. Because it was so dumb. Whenever when that happened, right? People went in and bought their Twitter blue. Right. But then the accounts that were verified previously had to get a second check mark. Yeah. Said official. Yeah. It's like, you created a problem, and then you created a stupid solution. Yeah. The whole point when he said, well, I wanted to eliminate the whole pet lords and peasants thing. Yeah. So he does that. He lets people buy blue check marks. But then you give already verified accounts a check mark. So you didn't get rid of anything. Yeah. You, 
this this system is still there. You still have the because you, you go to the person's account and you click yeah. their blue check mark and it tells you, oh, they bought Twitter blue. Yeah. Or they're verified because they're a journalist or whatever else. Like, yeah. You got verified for a legitimate reason or you bought this. You didn't create anything. But the thing is, people, as you, you've seen it, we people are irrationally, they, de- they defend him irrationally. Right. And so anything that he does is genius. You say, oh, he's going to restore free speech. He's going to democratize Twitter. It's like, what does that all mean? Like, you just, yeah. you don't know what, it was working fine. And then you got right-wingers who are like, he fired all these people and Twitter still works fine. It's like, yeah, no, Twitter doesn't work fine because people can't change their names now. Like, the tag that you put there, you, oh, yeah. that's stuck. You can't change that. Yeah. So people who change it for like a joke or people do like Halloween names or like Christmas names, it's stuck there. Yeah. There's nothing in place to let you remove that. So Twitter doesn't work like it used to. Yeah. It's that's one example how Twitter's broken. Uh I heard an example of somebody using Twitter spaces and they couldn't get out of Twitter spaces. They had to log out of the app to get out of spaces because they was they were trapped there basically. Yeah. Twitter's broken. Like it's he broke it. Like it it might work for us the way we use it and we don't really do much in it. Like I'm not I don't my livelihood's not on Twitter. Yeah. Um and so I don't buy ads on Twitter. But for people who use Twitter in different ways, like with Twitter spaces, it's broken. Yeah. With people who who engage on Twitter, it's broken because advertisers, like if you buy ad space, you don't even know who it's getting out to. Because if you get a certain type of people that click your stuff, the algorithm, as you know, at all sites, right? Whoever yeah. clicks your stuff... You're, the, the, you're training the algorithm to then show up on certain people's feed. It's like, okay, you tweet mostly about video games, so I'll have you show up on, you know, where it says video games, like the, the sub category. Yeah. I'll have you show up there. So if you buy ad space on Twitter, which is a crap show right now, and you got weirdo accounts clicking your stuff, then now your algorithm's broken now because of who's clicking your stuff. It He broke Twitter. Like, people could say it works. Like, no, he broke it in from the inside. He doesn't even know how code works. He knows nothing about... He's. He, I, I don't understand how this is not showing people that Elon Musk never knew what he was talking about. Yeah. I need you to print out code so I can see what... Like, that's not how code works, man. <laughs> like, people just... People said, it's like, just go to GitHub. That's yeah. where code is. What do you mean print out code? This is like... It's probably not the same way. It's like printing out music to see what you if you know how to write music but right. it's like I can't play the music from this sheet music I have to implement this somewhere. it's probably not even the same thing because yeah. with code it has to be put in somewhere it has to work with other code yeah and printing it out doesn't do anything he just wants to make it seem like he's being a boss and he never was he never was a good boss yeah you hear stories about Tesla you hear stories about SpaceX yeah he can't leave he's not he just has money and got lucky yeah, now, it's a further and bought point. out. Yeah, that's all. Like, a lot of these billionaires got lucky. There's no skill in getting a billion dollars. Yeah, it's the lottery. Dennis O'Leary from Shark Tank, Mr. One of the worst shark. He used to watch Shark. He's the worst one. He's useless and greedy <laughs> and just useless. Yeah, and so he sold this educational software. I don't know if you know his story. I don't think sold so. Sold it to Mattel for three billion dollars. 
it was known as the one of the worst deals in anything. He sold them nothing. Mattel overvalued it. Yeah. And he took advantage of it, which I guess in the game of capitalism, you do that. Yeah. But it's not a deal that he made. He just got lucky that Mattel was just eager to buy it. Yeah. Same thing with Mark Cuban. He created Broadcast.com and sold it to Yahoo. It wasn't worth much after Yahoo bought it because I think things had moved on a little bit. He got lucky. He just got plain lucky. He created. Was it just a domain or was there actual something behind it? It was um, to listen to radio online. Oh, okay. okay. Like that, yeah, he, because he wanted to listen to his old, um, I think he went to Illinois. Yeah. No, Indiana? Indiana. He went to Indiana and wanted to listen to Indiana basketball games. And so he created broadcast.com. Yeah. But like, once Yahoo bought it, they overvalued it. Yeah. And so I say I like to say these billionaires, it's luck to that point. Like you might be able to maneuver, you know, it's that whole thing, like the paperclip to a Lamborghini type thing. Like Oh yeah, that Craigslist thing. Yeah, you can make a thousand, get a ten thousand, get a hundred thousand. Yeah. There's a limit you can there's a limit after that. It's like right. there's no way you can get past that point without gambling. Or screwing over a lot of people. And for people to say, well, Elon had to fire all those people to make Twitter um, valuable. You didn't care about that at all. Like, why do you care about Twitter's value or Twitter's making money? Like, you didn't have any stake in that when Jack Dorsey owned it. Yeah. But now it's like you are an Elon stan and you are defending him. The same people who say, oh... Biden's not creating jobs. We'll praise Elon Musk for firing people. These are the same right-wingers that talk about how Trump created jobs and Biden's bad for the economy. But then praise Elon Musk for just arbitrarily firing people and then not understand firing laws in some countries because I think Ireland, he got trouble in Ireland. Yeah. You can't just fire people. Like an email is not sufficient. Notice of getting fired. Like yeah. You have to give people 60 days notice and it's a, other countries have their own laws that are stronger than America's law. You know, there's at will states in this country. It's yeah. stupid. But no, I just, I you would think that this Twitter deal would expose Elon Musk to Elon Musk fans and they stop celebrating them. They don't. It, it's like, I don't know where it goes from here because he could further break Twitter. Like he could, I mean, he fired so many people that like things that like, I think, what is it? Um, Oh, what's the word? Moderation. The, yeah. the moderation team's, you know, gone. Yeah. And so, it's like, you know, you have to have moderation. That's the, that was the thing people said before all this. He bought it. It's yeah. like, you have to have moderation or else you're going to lose advertisers. Like, duh. Like, you, that's just how it goes. Yeah. You, what do you think is going to happen if you don't have moderation? And it showed itself. You know, the use of N, the N-word went up 500% or something stupid like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, I I just you would you, you hoped that I hoped that like this exposed Elon Musk. It didn't. People just would defend him. It never was really about freedom of speech. It was always about it's always about owning the libs. Yeah. It's, that's what it's always about. They don't stand up on anything on the right. They how can I own the libs? How can I do the thing I accuse the left of doing? I accuse them of doing identity politics, yeah. but I'll play identity politics. By saying that Elon Musk is African-American. Like, I'll do the same thing I make fun of the left on. Yeah. Like with Brittany Griner. Oh, well, you know, 
I saw a tweet. It was so freaking stupid. It was like letting Brittany Griner go for Victor Bow. Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I saw it like, there's no way. Like, it just he's, looked just like... He's got the mustache. It's just the hair. Like the, It's like, what the hell is he doing? It, it just, it's just, you know, you're not, if you're not paying attention, if you're not really... I, I didn't know what the guy looked like. Yeah. I was scrolling past and like, wait, oh, no way. <laughs> but like, they say it's the, it's just to be the same thing as um, Megan Rapino, no, the soccer player, yeah. getting traded for Osama Bin Laden. That's the dumbest amount. It's just, you don't, you, did you even, here's the thing. This was so funny. Victor Bout was let go. He was an arms dealer. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not going to pretend who. I didn't know him. Yeah. I'm like, do you know that America does what that guy does every day? Yeah. We do weapons deals every day in this country. Yeah. We did a giant one with Saudi Arabia very recently. Yeah. We do them with Israel all the time. We did them with Afghanistan. How do you think all that happened? The Taliban's not a coincidence. It's, yeah, we are kind of responsible for that somehow. Yeah, it's 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 not no conspiracy. We're responsible. We it's like we might as well fund them. Yeah, and it's like oh crap, oh we created something. Oh well, I created a monster, but n- nobody wants to see Marshall no more. They want <laughs> Shady on chopped liver. What song is that? I know that lyric. I forgot. Oh uh, <laughs> wait. Na 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 na. I forgot. Is I it forgot. Guess Who's Back? The. Oh! Yeah. The one he does the um, Lose Yourself? The one he does the um, the Herman laugh? The Harmon laugh? The, the Pee Wee Herman laugh? In the chorus? <laughs> he Just lose it? Something like that. I, I think I know what song you're talking about. I forgot. It's tangent, but not really. Anybody who spent that much of their career rapping in the weirdest voices imaginable yeah. cannot be considered the greatest rapper of all time. <laughs> you can't pretend he didn't do that shit. Yeah. He rapped in the Triumph the Insult Dog voice for albums. Yeah. We can't pretend he didn't do that. He did that on Encore. He did that on Relapse was an awful album. I, I, li- it I was, never listened to but it. But don't do it. It was like, you know how people was like, what if this producer got with this rapper? It happened that it was bad. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have been like wait, which producer? Dr. Dre and Eminem on the same album. All the it's like, what are these beats? Like it was the weirdest shit. It's like it was. I don't know if the creative process was being hindered because of drugs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if like it was called relapse because he was like it was a play on recovery. Yeah, but I'm like, there's no reason for the album to be this bad. It doesn't make any. It's like incoherent. And he's rapping all these weird voices. And I think like people equate rapping really fast with being good. <laughs> I don't boy that the white rapper syndrome. Yeah. It's like I, I saw an interview with Paul Wall and it was like, so you don't rap fast. Why not? He's like, I don't know. Cause like he's one of the few <laughs> white rappers that don't do that. Yeah. It's like It's like what's what's the deal with that? Like, yeah, like there's a rapper named Evidence. If you ever heard of the group Dilated Peoples. And People forget that he's white because yeah. he doesn't look white. He's Russian and um, Spanish, mm. like from Spain. Yeah. And I think Russian, Spanish, and something else. But that like, makes a Puerto Rican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Locosamo. <laughs> but no, he uh, he raps really slow. Like his name is Mr. Slow Flow. Yeah. He raps, I mean, it's like painstakingly slow. It's like, why does he rap so slow? Like, 
is he making like is like a commentary on white rap? Yeah. Well, he just raps really slow. It's almost like it's it's almost too slow. Yeah. But it's I like it. Yeah. But it's like yeah, it's the I think when Eminem happened because it didn't used to be that way. Right. It was like white rappers existed in the nineties and they didn't rap fast. It's like when Eminem happened and he rapped fast once and they thought that was it. And then you got all these like late nineties, early two thousand dudes full of like angst and like rapping fast. And then it really happened in the mid two thousands. It was <laughs> awful, man. Was it token? Yeah. Oh my god. It, it's like oh Mac Lethal. Uh which that's not his that wasn't his gimmick. He can rap fast. We're not a fast rapper. Yeah. But he can do it. But it's like I think the only person that should rap fast, Twista, and Ludacris. Yeah, they, they, you know, they call it chopping. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that was like the Midwest. It was like just, and Twista's really good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear every word he's saying. Um, Speaking but, of, I mean, favorite Kanye line from Slow Jams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, she got a light skin friend look like Michael Jackson, got a dark skin friend look like Michael Jackson. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was genius. Like, yeah. like you didn't have to think about it. It's right. Like, it's like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it just, nonsense. Yeah. That's the thing that sucks, right? Yeah. Go back to the original points. Like, I watched that on Netflix special. Genius. Genius. Have you seen it? I haven't. It's cool. I'm sure it's delisted. I don't know. I, I want, it's, boy, it's. I'm, I'm, you know, move fast. If you yeah. got a Kanye thing you want to watch or listen to, uh, buy it physically. Yeah. If that's your thing, because if you uh, if you're one of the people who like to do separate art from artists, yeah, you might want to start buying some stuff. Because I wouldn't be shocked if like they really do start pulling the plug on some stuff. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, you get like I'm not sure if you're familiar with Burzum, the black metal. I've like, heard stuff about that guy. Yeah, like he's an. I'm not sure his stuff is on Spotify, like. And Apple Music, like all the platforms, but yeah. it's just like he's not as like up. He's not like in the zeitgeist right now. No, no, no. yeah, like because I had uh, on my, in fact, on my playlist, on my YouTube playlist, I, it was a video that popped up in my recommended. Yeah, it was like racism and metal, because I'm always interested in like that. Yeah, like, there's some because I I I think that genre sounds cool. Yeah, but I stay away from it because I'm like I'm gonna hear some stuff that I'm yeah. like, am I welcome here? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like because it's yeah. like. They, you know, they all sing in Swedish and, like, they'll say some stuff that's, like, blatantly racist. Like, yeah. oh, wow. Uh, can't do that. Discovery Channel had a special a while back. It felt like it was ahead of its time. Yeah. About, like, white supremacy in music. And it was, like, how, like, there's one singer named Rowena. She has a really soft voice. Yeah. Angelic, but is a giant Nazi. <laughs> Just, like, you listen to it, it's like, oh, what a yeah. voice. Like, oh, wow. That message. 14 words and stuff. I'm out of here. And so, yeah, um, you're right. Like, I think with if Kanye keeps doing this, they might just feel pressure to yank his stuff yeah. off platforms. But yeah, you're right. Like, they yeah. got, you know, David Bowie had a phase similar to this. Who? David Bowie. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the thin white duke. Uh-huh. And he said similar stuff, but, you know, not to excuse it. Right. He was also on every cocaine. He yeah. was very high. Like, he would be interviewed and be like, lines of cocaine on the table. He would forget they're there. Or, or he didn't care. Not, not to excuse anything. But this does happen with musicians yeah. where they get into stuff and their brains alter and they just say stuff. I'm not saying that's what Kanye is doing. He, right. I don't think he's on drugs. But 
he does suffer from a you know from, from bipolar disorder, divorced guy syndrome. That that too, <laughs> like he's that's pure like it's him after, when he was going after Pete Davidson. It's like all right, man, the because what's not what also wasn't fair right. was that Pete Davidson also has mental health issues. He has a borderline personality disorder, uh-huh. and I'm like it. I, that's not cool to do that. I get it. It's like Kanye felt slighted by Kim. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. Because the way he was acting, people who are nowhere near Kanye or Kim say, no, I've seen this in my relationships. That's dangerous the way he's acting when he's yeah. saying that like, oh, some new dude is around my kids. And what is the mom doing with around my kids? And like being really possessive for like no reason. Yeah. Like, the, or like, there's nothing to warrant that and people have seen like who've lived in that um, in, like who've been with a spouse like that it's yeah. like oh I've seen this I know what this looks like that's scary you, it doesn't matter what you feel about Kim Kardashian the fact that like she's in a situation where her ex is being this way is scary because you don't know his... now look what we don't we still know what he's capable of yeah Kanye West has all the money well, he has all he can access stuff yeah I'm sure he has his gang of cronies and yeah like yeah. what's to say that Kanye doesn't just one day just kinda flip and do weird stuff and sit people after people he don't like he doesn't like yeah like it's not hyperbolic it's just that you you see how instantly Kanye was allowed to get a platform to say whatever he wants yeah and how fast this message is moving who's like he has access to stuff and it's you know it's it's not that's the thing Right, like, like I said, with Pete Davidson, he went after Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson also has mental health issues, and him and Kid Cudi was going after it. Kid Cudi has mental health issues. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, I forgot exactly what Kid Cudi suffers from. Um, that's why he stayed away for a little while. I don't know if it's a uh, camera exactly what, but he also was suffered to the point where like he stayed away from the limelight, and so. I couldn't imagine what being famous and having mental health issues, but also not having people around you to say, hey, stay away from that interview. Yeah. Stay off this camera. Stay out of the limelight. I'm not trying to police you. But people are also saying, even when Kanye was talking about how he had one of his accounts closed um, about a month ago. Yeah. Some, I, like I said, I'll keep repeating this. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But a few people said that could be in relation to him probably being put... They're trying to put him under conservatorship. Oh, okay. Because it's like, why would they just close his account? They tried to keep him from accessing his money. And I can see that happening. Yeah. Because it's getting bad. Like, that goes back to what I said earlier. It's like, he has the money. He, he has the means. Britney Spears was under conservatorship for much, much less. Right. And... Britney Spears showed signs that she didn't even need to be under one. Yeah. Um, and so Kanye is going the other way, where it's like, how is he still being able to access his millions of dollars? Yeah. And it's not to say that, like, we're diagnosing people, but he's openly come out about his bipolar disorder. So it's not diagnosing anybody. Yeah. He said it. So it's like going off what he said and then what he's doing, he kind of started putting it together. It's like, yeah, he probably should have his money. But uh, 
But yeah, I forgot the original point. We're just, uh, we're we're just, just free balling. Yeah. Um, so I remember like a few weeks ago, you were like saying that you were talking about like, I don't know if that was on mic or off mic, but you were talking about like how Eminem <laughs> produces like tracks. And I was like, I never really thought about it. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, he's there's the a producer, M- technically. Yeah, 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 there's the um, Eminem beat syndrome. Yeah. It is. Uh, like, and, and, and I didn't know until, like, I actually looked it up, like, a few weeks ago, uh, is, like, he produced the majority of the Eminem show. Yeah. And, like, and then I was, like, after listening to, like, the, there was, like, a YouTube compilation of, like, oh, here are all the tracks Eminem produced. They all have a very similar... It's the drum, the drums, yeah. oh, God <laughs> dang it, it's the same, I'm like, oh my God, it's Eminem beat. Like, it, it it's, it's like... If you know, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Yeah. I have to hear that just so I can just die laughing. Because there is a distinct sound that he has. Yeah. Like, I, I can't explain it other than if you listen to his drums. He leans towards, I don't know if he uses the same keyboard. Yeah. It's the same sounds. Uh, Maybe he's upgraded recently. But. And it's not very, like, not that it needs to be, but not very complex no they're not yeah there are i think the advantage of being a rapper who can produce is that you know exactly what you want right so you can produce around your voice or your um cadence yeah the downside to that is that if you know you can do that you'll never challenge yourself because you're you're so used to producing for yourself right that you you don't i think People in general don't know how to step outside their own comfort level until it's presented to them. And if you have means to a studio and your equipment, yeah, you you don't need to really step out. Excuse me, like he has produced like like his recent albums, he's used other producers, and his flow does change a little bit. You know, he and in the past he has he's had Doctor Dr. Dre, like I said, yeah, I'm um, Alchemist, who. With, who forces him to rap a little different. And Alchemist beat has a little bit more... Um, Alchemist can either... He he he, he, he sample, He's really sample-heavy. And there'll be some Alchemist beats that have no drums in just a sample. But Alchemist beats do have a swing to it, and Eminem likes to bounce his words. Yeah. But it, like, have you ever heard... Yeah, of course, you heard Rap God, where Eminem can rap really straightforward. But I think that straightforward flow... It's just him throwing words at you. Yeah. And it's like, it's not fun to listen to. It's like, it's just, I'm just being read a dictionary. Yeah. And so, but no, the Eminem beat is a thing where you can spot it when you hear it. And it's, it's why songs are sometimes six minutes long. Because he doesn't know when to like, it's like, the song's slow. <laughs> like, there's some song, like the song Kim. I like the beat to Kim. Yeah. It's really melodramatic. Probably one of his best beats. But like, the lyrics, I'm like, man, I want to hear this. Like, what weird song about you killing your wife? Yeah. Like, this is weird, man. But he said, I'm just playing, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Is he? <laughs> like, because I know Rick Ross brought up a good point. And in, in, the, in a song, I think it was on his album, Black, um, Black, um, Black Market, I think it was. And I think the first song, he was like, I forgot the first part of the verse. But then he says, I want you to hear these words as if they're M&M's. Because 
a black rapper can't say what Eminem says. Yeah. Um, but if a black rapper does say it, it's under more scrutiny. Right. Eminem can say it, it's like, oh, it's Eminem. Yeah. Talking about, you know, sexual assault. Yeah. Or, He's just a goofy white guy. Yeah, a black dude says it, and it's like the end of the world. But it's the same people who tell you Godfather's the best movie ever made, or The Goodfellas is the best movie ever made, or The Sopranos is the best show ever made. It's like, you know, James Gandolfini was not an actual gangster, right? Yeah. But Rick Ross saying it, then you now you ascribe it to him. Yeah. Because you know that Eminem's not a serial killer. Right. You know that. But that, he raps about killing a lot. You, you know he hasn't been with Christina Aguilera yeah. or British. You know this. <laughs> but, like, you know, Kanye West caught scrutiny with that Taylor Swift line. He lied. They said that he had proof. He lied about the proof that Taylor Swift was all right. Because mm-hmm. Taylor Swift even said in the call that was doctored, I thought you would have called me a bitch or something. He did. Because Taylor Swift didn't want to be called that. Yeah. But he was like, I made her famous. Like, he left that part out. I made that bitch famous. Yeah. Taylor Swift didn't know he was going to say that. I bring that up to say that that line got scrutiny from Kanye. Yeah. Even though, if Eminem would have said the same thing, no one would have cared. They just wouldn't have cared the same way. This is not me. This is just saying black rapper versus white rapper. Yeah, Eminem, he... If left to his own devices, yeah, it's not good. Uh, Doc, I'm not saying he's not. He's a good rapper. Yeah. And there's some good Eminem songs. Yeah. I just think his singles were deliberate singles and, like, aged poorly. Yeah. Like, his songs, Eminem songs age really bad because they have a bunch of dated references. Uh, Fred Durst lines and Christina yeah. Aguilera lines. Like, yeah. like I Or, like, uh, uh, I forgot who, like... The name of the band, but what song is it? Uh, like something, something got a lot of hits. Chinese food. Oh, LFO. LFO. Yeah, like it's in one of his songs. Yeah, that that boy, that Asia song. <laughs> I mean, gee, that song was like a if you didn't wonder. know, like you would, know, it would just be him, like. Making some some gibberish. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. They did like like new kids on the block sucked a lot of dick. (laughs) It's like what? It's like what is he referencing? It's like it's a reference or something. But um, I learned that that stood for light, funky something. Yeah, I forgot what the O stood for, but I didn't know that stood for anything. Um, I was like, I remember heard this on the first time. I was like, what's Abercrombie and Fitch? I didn't know what the freaking was. I'm like. What is that? Because I just moved to Irving, and then you learn most people in Irving wore that. Because um, the mall had an Abercrombie Fitch store. Yeah. Across the way, they built the Aeropostale store. Yeah. Uh, or however you want to pronounce it. But no, nah, it was like, yeah, he's referencing LFO lines. Like, no one's going to know what this is. Yeah. So the thing is with Eminem, I acknowledge he's good at rapping. Yeah. But his singles are like obvious singles because I was saying this to somebody earlier, or like a couple days ago. It's like, I think it's. I think it is something when a really good band or really good artist can say, okay, I want to make a song for the radio. And they do it and it's successful. Like, they didn't even have to think about it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know this song's going to be for the radio. And um, let's go ahead and do it. And Eminem is good at that. He has, you know, you can... I wonder if My Name Is was for the radio. Maybe it was. It was catchy enough. Because his second single was not a single and that never should hit the radio Guilty Conscience 
It's not a radio song. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of stuff in it that's like, that shouldn't even be on the radio. Yeah. But they recorded the video for it to justify it. Like, this song should have never hit the radio. But I don't think he was, I don't think that album was ready to be yeah. like put out like that. It was a good album. I think the Slip Shady LP is a pretty good album. Yeah. Because it wasn't him and his weird voice thing. He was rapping. He he was he was he was dead set on rapping. Yeah. Then he got big and it was like, oh, I can play a character because you know Slim Shady. He, yeah. You know he has the Slim Shady. He's Marshall Mathers. Eminem. Yeah. And Marshall Mathers is probably like it's the self serious Eminem. Yeah, yeah. And then Slim Shady is the goofy guy. I saw a video about this. And it remind, I mean, I, yeah. we lived the era. But yeah, <laughs> we lived it. It yeah. was like you couldn't escape him for like a good five year period. Yeah. If not a little longer. You couldn't escape them. Yeah. And like D12 happened. And when you, I wish I meant to round it, round it back around. When you said the Eminem beat thing, that was the thing. First, there was D12. You remember D12? Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, you know Bizarre, the, the fat guy? Yeah. You yeah. know where he's from? Pleasant Grove. Really? Yeah, it's random. Yeah. He said he moved back and forth. Like I got his, hand, his album, Handicapped Circus. Yeah. Age pretty bad. Don't listen to it. I mean, oh like, yeah, Handy. Oh boy, my God, to doing cancel culture. You try to cancel? Go listen to a bizarre album. <laughs> go, no, for real. Go listen to a bizarre album. Hey yeah. kids, if you listen it, go to your Spotify, whatever you got. Yeah, Handicap Circus. H A N N I C A P Circus. <laughs> and then you make your little TikToks about this is Eminem's. This is Eminem's friend. Yeah. In the words of um, Bizarre Eminem buddies, none of those songs be put out today. No. Yeah. Although I, I think I think in one of the D twelve the D twelve world album that like the only song that has stuck with me is bizarre song just like uh, you just like you I, that's a good one it's like, a good I mean, it's a good like I like the beat the the he uh, even talks about the beat yeah He's like, like how you gonna do a high tech track yeah. how you gonna do this about smoke crap it's like when Nas hear this he probably gonna suffocate yeah almost <laughs> <laughs> definitely almost definitely yeah almost definitely Nas, he gonna probably hate me. Yeah. But most definitely is, he probably gonna suffocate me. Yeah. Why you let Bizarre Apple High Tech track? All he gonna do is bust my whole smoke crack. What, uh, if your wife is pregnant, I'll call her a whore. Leave her no money, go on a tour. Nah, I'll play it. Leave her some, a pack of hot dogs and a fucking dirty muffin. It's like, it's just such a stupid song. When you were in high school, that is the peak of comedy. Yeah. Because I waited for the Bizarre verse. I'm like, He's gonna say the stupidest shit yeah. on the fucking planet, <laughs> and he does it. It's yeah. like, yes, just like he was even trying to rap. If it was one, was it a song, American Psycho Part Two? He ended the first like, "I got AIDS, I'm dying." I'm like, <laughs> what is this? It's like, it's like he couldn't outdo himself. Yeah. I got AIDS, I'm dying. It's like, yeah. all right, bizarre. <laughs> you closed it out strong. Yeah, and so you, he had D12, and D12. Was supposed to be something else. Rest in peace, Bugs. There was a group. There was a member in that group. Yeah, who died before the album came out, Bugs. And then you hear that album, um, Devil's Night. A lot of Eminem yeah. beats on there. Yeah. Um, Purple Hills, Purple Pills, Hills, the radio version. Yeah, yeah. That was an Eminem beat. I didn't mind it, but then D12 World happened. They had a few more songs that were ready already. Ready. Yeah. Um, like um, Forty Ounce was trying too hard. My band, that was the one that was, yeah, like, that was like, that was Eminem's song. It was a silly one. It was basically Eminem with some of, it's, like, they get to join. Yeah. And, and it's self-referential. It was. Because it was yeah. like, yeah, we know. 
uh, you know, we know we're Eminem buddies, and yeah. like he gets all the he gets all the attention. But if you remember the group Slaughterhouse with Joe Budden and Joel Ortiz, Crooked Eye, and uh, Royce the Five Nine, they got levy with the whole next D12 thing. Yeah, because they were four rappers who, for one reason or another, didn't get the success they thought. I mean, like they were great rappers. Yeah, the thing was, it's like they didn't. Like they all had like a hit, like you know Joe Budden had pumped yeah. it up, um, Royce the Five Nine. He had some radio success. Yeah, uh, Joel Ortiz had some like local New York success, and then Crooked Eye had some local success in California. But it wasn't like they would they couldn't get over the hump. Yeah. So they got with Eminem, Shady Records, and the first album, very good, very listenable. Yeah, and that sounds like a diss, like like one of those sleight of hand slight compliments. Yeah, it's like you no. ne- negging them. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> I, 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 I can listen to this, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but like the second album. Suffered from Eminem beat syndrome. Yeah, and it. Oh my god, it did. It's like they don't need these beats. What happened? Yeah, and there was a third album that was supposed to come out that wasn't like that for D twelve for um Slaughterhouse. I mean. Oh okay, yeah. Because then Slaughterhouse got levied with like oh the the next D twelve. Yeah, and so they look back at that situation. Slaughterhouse does. It's like they like should we have spoken up more because we got levied with the whole D twelve thing. Yeah, and D twelve was not quite out of the limelight yet. Rest yeah. in peace, Proof, because Proof had yeah, been proof, murdered. Yeah. And so, it's like, that kind of dissipated the group. I think they got together on a Alchemist compilation, or a compilation that an Abit Alchemist produced. Yeah. But, like, D12 never the same. And But the thing I like to say is, like, it's almost like the curse of the Eminem beat, because Eminem beats, they, 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 they can't make the radio. They just don't. Yeah. That's why he had to get with Rick Rubin um, on his last album. Uh, He's the one with like the missile or the... the he sampled Jump Around. Uh-huh. He said, that the, I think it's the song where he sampled the Jump Around, the intro to Jump Around. Yeah. The horns. He sampled that and it made a beat out of it. Yeah. It almost sounds like 99 Problems by Jay-Z, which uh-huh. also Rick Rubin produced. Yeah. It kind of has that same drum cadence. And I'm like, he needs help to get the radio. Eminem yeah. can't do it by himself anymore. Yeah. It's not 19... It's not It's not 2005 anymore. Yeah. Or like, the height, height of, like... He was probably coming like, down off his height. Yeah. Like I think the height year. was Eminem's show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a... That that was... He was unstoppable then. Like, yeah. he had four albums in the can, and it was like, what are you gonna do? Like, this guy's unstoppable. Like, he's it. Yeah. People down there here blonde because of him. And like, he was the he was it. It was like, it was good. I mean, you went if we were there. Yeah. If you weren't there, it's hard to explain. Just go look at old MTV, you know, video award clips. Yeah. Of everybody, all these Eminem clones. You know the, the with real Slim Shady. Please stand up. And that yeah. was the that was the album before that, right? That was that was uh, Slim Shady. That was Marshmallow's LP, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Eminem show. What song was that? What song had? What Eminem show had? Was that um. White America? Yeah, White White America. Okay. That was an Eminem beat. Yeah. 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 A lot of those are. I, it's, it's, I, I can go on and on about that, that it's just, it's just, it's a bizarre thing. As a person who makes music and like listens to people's production styles, it's like, wow, who would want an Eminem beat? Yeah. Like, if you ever heard the song Touchdown, 
I have it on my phone because it's 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 a curiously bad song. Yeah, it's a Ti song uh, with Eminem on it, and you think that's eh, gonna be a good song. It's a <laughs> really bad song. Yeah, and it's a song that they both mention in interviews independently. Yeah, that it's the song they regret. It's that bad of a song. Oh wow! Because it's a the beat is like you can hear how cheap the beat sound. It's yeah. not like it came off a keyboard from the toy section at Toys R Us. Something happened, and it's weird because like in the like towards the end of the beat, you hear like some guitar play. It's like yeah. there's some care behind this beat, but like Eminem was lost on this beat rapping. Yeah, he was just out of sorts, and I think that may have been when he was trying to get off drugs. Yeah, I'm not saying that's like why it was bad, but I'm like maybe if his life wasn't completely where he wanted it to be, creatively he probably wasn't where he wanted it to be. Yeah, and if the, I listen to the beat because of how bad it is, I'll do that to myself or something. Like, yeah. This beat is really bad. I want to hear more of this really bad beat because yeah. like they put it out, and I know that Ti was like, I have an Eminem verse, and I have to put it out. I because yeah. you think about it, right? Like politically in the music industry, yeah, you got an Eminem beat or Eminem song, beat included, yeah, and you don't put it out, then it, you get looked at away away. Right. It's like, wait, why didn't you use my song? Like they, I, I watched. This is kind of related. I watched a video about Fetty Wap. There was a song that had Drake on it, but then Fetty Wap put it out without Drake. Yeah. Because he was loyal to his friend Monty, and that was a mistake because like Drake stopped talking to Fetty Wap. Yeah. But Fetty Wap was so loyal to his friend that he didn't want it to be like, oh, I'm moving on to the big time without the person who got me here, and it was like, well, but did the song originally have his friend? It did, yeah. Oh, okay. Because Monty was the guy who made all those beats. Yeah. And what happened was, I think either, you know, Drake used to get on people's beats without asking. Yeah. I think that may have happened. I don't know if he was able to, I can't remember how that happened exactly. Yeah. But there was a version of the song that had Drake on it. And it had, I think it had, no, it didn't have Monty. It had just Drake on it. I yeah. I think Fiddle had two verses on it or something. And... But Fiddle Out put the version out without Drake and with Monty on it out of loyalty. Yeah. But then that bit Fiddle Out a little bit. The song, I think, ended up being something, a hit, but it probably could have been a bigger hit with Drake on it, of right. course. But, like, yeah, that thing is like you got a certain artist, some name, a big name, certain names, like, it's like, well, how'd you get this verse? Yeah. And then it's like, you didn't put it out. Because you could always tell when a rapper's phoning it in. I've heard phone in verses. Yeah. I can, I know what a phone in verse sounds like. It's whenever the rapper raps about how I ended up on a so-and-so track. Yeah. Phone that shit in. <laughs> it's just yeah. phoned in. Like, I won't say that J. Cole phoned in his verse for Sev- 21 Savage for that song a lot. Oh, yeah. I, I, I listened to that recently. It's a good song. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, there's a third verse on it that you don't often... Like, I think the third verse... It's not the the third verse is not on the single. Yeah. He added third verse because it's like a lot of slaves at the time was like... J. Cole added a third verse? No, it's what Savage did. Oh, okay. It was about um, the border camps and yeah. the Flint water. And it was right before he got, ex- not ex- I don't say exposed, but it's like, wait, you wasn't born here? Oh, yeah. I always found it unique on his wiki. I used to go to his wiki, and it didn't say his birth. It said Dom- Dominica, which is the island. Yeah. It's like, that's weird. They don't, we don't know where he was born. Like, I don't care. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. weird that we don't know where he was born. Then it comes out, it's like, oh, yeah, he was born in England. Like, yeah. Uh, and then he got then he started making fun of it. Yeah, you know he. You know those World Cup memes like U.S. versus uh, England. Like whoever wins gets to keep. 
<laughs> the, 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 like Savage the twenty first. That just that just makes me laugh. It's just like, <laughs> but it's like he wasn't faking the accent. Yeah. I mean, when you move, you probably lose your accent when you start yeah. to be around people. Yeah, when you grow up. But no, like J Cole in that verse said, I hooked up with twenty one. Like when you mention the rapper's name in the verse. Like, I can't believe I'm with... Yes! Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so weird. Like, yeah. like that's a phone inverse. Because what happens is you gotta, like, pad it. It's like, all right, yeah. mention the producer. Mention the rapper. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I, I killed two lines right there. Yeah. Or maybe four. I got... That's a quarter of the, the, the verse out of the way. <laughs> that's a phone inverse. Yeah. It's, it's so... You know, even if you know you got a phone inverse from somebody, you still put it out. Because now it's the game of you go to Spotify, they're looking for the bigger name. Oh, who's this person? And then you click that. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. It's, it's it's just the play of getting that name next to your name. Yeah. That's why I like people name their songs after famous people. Yeah. Right now, it's like there's a this rapper. I forgot his name. His name has a song called Billie Eilish. So random. Yeah. But it's like you type in Billie Eilish in Spotify. That oh, song's gonna pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the game. And yeah. so yeah, it's like the I could have like I said, if I could imagine there's a few rappers, if you get a verse from them, you're like, wait, why didn't you put that out? Um but if I get an MMB, there's no way. Yeah. That, that ain't was like no. that what you're talking about that like it reminds me, are you familiar with I think they're in the same like universe or maybe they're the same, they just go by different names, but uh what is it, RDC World? And yes. Supreme Dreams. They're the same, yeah. The, I saw that one of my Eminem skit, yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't even like rap, but I'm taxing him. He's like, wait, what the fuck did he say? <laughs> he was like, like we got thirty thousand, like we got thirty thousand on, like on the budget. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, yeah, like, right, uh, we have to make some hits. <laughs> and it's like, nah, man, that was the budget. <laughs> he's like, nah, man. <laughs> they were listening to it. And just, they were disgusted. Yeah, they were just like. Can't believe we get bab 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 like that shit was so. And he's like, he's like, oh, man, what are we gonna do about this? It's like oh, the game was thirty thousand. It's like pretty, you know, it's, it's like, like a damn minute. It's like, <laughs> like the he's like, man, you know how I go, man. You got you got hit the first a few times, man. It's, <laughs> but it's what it is. It's like. You get that verse of Eminem. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, you can't, like, if they give you some straight up bullshit, it's yeah. like, God damn it, this sucks. And I know it sucks. If I put this out, my fans are going to judge me for putting this out. Like, how could you do this? Like, do you think yeah. we're stupid? I don't even like rap, but I'm taxing. I'm like, oh, God. He's like, wait, what the fuck did he say? He said, shitty records, man. He's like, he touched the record. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, that shit was funny because I'm like, I bet that's how it feels. Yeah. It's like, you just cross your fingers and hope you don't get a bullshit verse. Because you can also tell when you get like a verse they already recorded. Yeah. It's like, oh man, why is he like, referencing Tony to go with the beat? It's like, Tony Romo? Mm-hmm. What? It doesn't play anymore. <laughs> like, why this reference? That doesn't make, do I, t- how do I yeah, take this out? <laughs> it's like, but yeah, it just goes to the beat. Like, yeah. they just, you know, they, you can tell like either that rap rapped over a certain beat. Yeah. Because you rap with a beat in mind. But then you're like, all right, I, I hope that I can find a verse that I can plug in and maybe have to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. I think already, was it the Streamies a couple of days ago? Yeah, yeah. They won a Streamy. 
Artist SeaWorld. Uh, it was funny. I only knew about, I found out about them because of LeBron James skits. It was uh, 2016, 2015. Uh-huh. And uh, it was about how LeBron James just pissed off. How he was the only one playing. And all the rest of his team just sucked ass. And then, then you, I learned about their, like, the Avengers stuff. And then the Naruto stuff. And they, like, they, they exploded they have from convention them. now. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah, they what was Dream it? Con. Was that at Arlington? Yeah, it's was at Arlington Esports. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause I remember seeing that. Was that last year? That... Uh, I think it was this year. Like, I think it was in the summer. Like, August, maybe. Yeah, because I think the main guy, Mark, I think graduated from... UNT. Yeah, I think yeah, they're all I think Dallas or DFW based. Yeah, cause uh, he went viral cause he he went viral cause he took his graduation pictures, but um, based off of album covers, and so he went viral like independently oh, okay, of okay. him like knowing that he was RDC World. Yeah, but yeah, um, they were rent. I remember it was 2017 Acon. I think they were just they they had I think that was like the first year of like popularity. Yeah. I think they were featured guests. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they, they had the big room. Yeah. And I remember they were all together in the, um, I think it was in the dealer's room. Yeah. And I got a picture with him. So I got a picture with Mark. I, I said, hey, Mark, I get a picture. He's like, you was one with him? He's like, no, with all y'all. Because I think the one, I forgot who, I think the guy with the, um, it was, not, it was the other, um, he has the, he has the beard. I don't know their names. Yeah, yeah. There's the guy with the glasses. There's the guy with the beard. And there's a guy, I think he's, I think he's South Asian, because there's some that you see sometimes, not all the time. Yeah. There's like six or seven in the group. There's one guy with dreadlocks that you see sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I want a picture of all y'all because <clears throat> all in. Outside, I just, I just knew it was like these guys are something. Like it was something about like you watching them. It's like, oh, there's something. Yeah. There, like they, they got something going, and uh, it's going to happen for them, and it's kept happening for them. Like he got to meet LeBron James, cause there was that that skit where um, LeBron James was just it was Marcos LeBron is like, uh, they I forgot who uh, oh the the Nets signed James Harden yeah he said he said the Mets no man the Nets he's like I'm thirty six he's like why they doing all this shit to me I'm old he just mad throwed him he like slapped the dude's phone on his hand and then LeBron James saw the skit yeah he retweeted it it's like. To have like, the, like <laughs> that changed his life a little bit. Like yeah. when LeBron, because it's funny when you watch people do stuff, and then you see a moment happen, and then like, it's to you, it's like, oh, I know these people, so of course a celebrity noticed them. Yeah. But then you look back, it's like, no, that moment was big. Like when Donald Glover, when he won his Golden Globe, I think it was. Yeah. And said the Migos were like the next Beatles. Yeah. I didn't know how big that was for the Migos. I just thought, oh, the Migos are already a big group. Yeah. He just, yeah. He just knows. It was like. No, that moment moved the Migos up. But no, that Eminem skit is like, I know I rap it, I'm taxing. I was like, God damn it. That's about what it is. Yeah. Some people just don't like, they're good at it. They, they don't like doing it, but they're good at it. Yeah. And so people ask them to do it, and then they do it because it's like, they asked me to do it, so I'll do it. Like offensive linemen in football. No one wants to be a fucking offensive lineman pushing people and jam their finger. Have you seen a football player's hands? I don't think so. Daryl Johnston was a fullback, which means he was a running back and a blocker. Dude's pinky's destroyed. Like, he can't even use it. It's like mangled. And it's like some of those positions where it's like, yeah, I, I'm good at it, but 
I don't want to do this, but they'll pay me a hundred million dollars to do it. I'll do it, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I think that's what people get who have a talent is like, they ask me to do it. I'll do it. Like with, like with Eminem, no one's gonna ask for a beat, man. Like those those days are done. Yeah. Because I bet it used to be, you can get the Eminem verse if he produced it. That bet that's what they used to do because it's a package deal. There's a, there was a, also a Pharrell package deal. You had to get three beats from the Neptunes. Really? It made if you go look at anything that the Neptunes produce for like a single. Yeah. Go look at the, go look at the line of the disc the, the 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 track list. Yeah. There's two other tracks on there by the Neptunes. <laughs> there was a package deal. You had to get three from them. When I heard that, I'm like, I'm sure it's probably a good like business idea or something. Probably is. It's because. Think about it. If you get three beats from a producer who's good at radio songs, and then one is a for sure single, yeah, and then there might be one that's like you wasn't really banking on it being mm. a single, but like you might catch lightning in a bottle, and yeah. it just happens because it was the Neptunes. Yeah, that yeah that makes business sense because it's like okay, one of these songs for sure is gonna hit. These other ones, one of these other two might hit. Yeah, but if not, I still have that. Name next to my name. Yeah. I still have Pharrell and Chad next to my name. And Pharrell was also on the hook on some of those songs. And I yeah. wonder if he, that was like a requirement. Yeah. Like, uh, you got to be on the hook. Oh, you have to let me on the hook if you want this song. Yeah. Because I like, like, like these songwriters. Like some of the early stuff, I think, well, there's only two that come to mind that sound very similar. Like they had like a lot of guitars, like the oh, like those. soft guitars, like uh, Jay Z, beautiful. Oh yeah, and that was did that. you Justin Timberlake too? Like he did. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, rock your body. Yeah, rock your body. Like yeah. the same sort of guitar, like soft, like clean guitar. Yeah, that was that same era. Like yeah. it was oh three, I want to say. Yeah, like it was. Um, yeah, that was justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the oh three. I remember that. Yeah, because it was. I think at one point, the Neptunes had like 40% of all radio hits at one point. It was like a crazy number. Yeah. Like 25% is a lot. They were near 40%. They were producers of the decade in the 2000s. For good. I mean, like, yeah. couldn't escape the Neptunes. Like, you turn it on, you hear a Jay-Z song. Yeah. You flip it, you hear a, you might hear um Just Timberlake song. Yeah. Then you flip it again, you're going to hear... um. Britney Spears, yeah. like, do it everywhere. Then you're gonna flip it again and, and hear uh, Pharrell singing. Like, you couldn't escape them. Yeah, they were on like two or three different rail stations at the same time. Yeah, and Snoop Dogg. Yeah, like it was out of hand. Like, they they nailed the sound, and everybody wanted it. But uh, that's another example of like, there's a there's the Pharrell beat. I have a theory, and there's neither here nor there. There's the Neptune's beat, and there's the Pharrell beat. Yeah. Because people forget, like, people always forget about Chad, but Chad yeah. is Chad is the keys. Like, if you hear, like, those chords, yeah. and, like, that song Frontin' with Jay-Z, the, um, those chord progressions, that's yeah. that's Chad. He's the keys guy. Um, Pharrell's the drums guy. Not to say that Pharrell doesn't do melodies. He yeah, does. Yeah. But when those keys, that's that was Chad. Yeah. Um, if you're the saxophone in the Pharrell in the Neptune's beat, that was Chad. He played the sax. Yeah. So it's like that one um, Beyonce song um, from Austin Powers, when she was was it um, 
Foxy. Who was she? She was the Foxy Cleo. No. Yeah. Yeah. Foxy Cleopatra. Yeah. That yeah. song. That's that 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 saxophone. That was Chad. Yeah. Uh, just a random sax. Uh, but no, there is a Pharrell beat. My theory is this. Um, Pharrell beats have no bass. I don't know why that is. Weird. He just the bass comes from the the eight oh eight drum, and yeah. that's it. He doesn't really do a bass line. It's all like mid and high. Yeah. So you'll get a melody, and like a deep kick drum, but then nothing else. Yeah. Like. Drop it like it's hot. I don't think it has to be kind of like that. Yeah. Exactly. I think I remember hearing an interview about that song, and the whole like, uh, the pre-chorus, like the 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 chorus, like yeah, yeah, that was all Chad. He, he admitted like exactly, he yeah, with it. yeah, yeah. That I, I think I saw that exact interview. Yeah, yeah. But Chad is the chords. It was like I saw. A, I read a review. It was like, oh, it sounds like a sports theme. Yeah, and it kind of does. Yeah. But like no, they, they, I remember they broke down those chords. Like like if you listen to those chords, yeah, that was Chad. Like Chad, Chad is, he was like if you, you know Pharrell's the front guy. Yeah. But you can tell when Chad's not there. Like when I heard Hell Hath No Fury, I listened to it. I'm like, is Chad on this album? Yeah. yeah. That was the first thing I thought. I was like something's different about these beats, but not really. Yeah. But something's different because there were no like chords going on it was like drums and just like a melody yeah not the the beats were still really good it was like chad was still credited yeah yeah i was like it was like a lennon mccartney thing probably so yeah. like or like the doors <laughs> yeah it was yeah. always it was always credited to the doors yeah but they like they never broke down who wrote the song right even though i think morrison was the, the initial songwriter like the yeah. lyricist but like yeah i think it was like a lennon mccartney thing was like no matter what, yeah, we're accredited, both of us. And yeah, uh, if you listen to Lord Willing, those you you could hear more of Chad, yeah, in it. Like Young Boy had the saxophone in, of course that was Chad. But uh, but no, um, that's the um, the whole like the doom, the doom, the four count at the yeah. beginning. That's that's the Neptunes, and I've always I've known that since like. People pointed out like a couple years ago. It's like, yeah, if you freaking listen, of course you would know. But because uh, a lot of producers have tags, but Pharrell doesn't have a tag. Well, Neptune don't have a tag. Yeah. But uh, that's an example of like, you do get the Pharrell beat. That's like, uh, what is he doing? Like he gets his own way sometimes. Yeah. I was like, there's a there's a there's always one track that he produces. I'm like, I have no interest in this. Like <laughs> he is doing his own thing, and it's already platinum from Slim Thug's album. Like, if you listen to the album, that's a Neptunes-produced album. It's, it's weird. Like, it's yeah. like 16 tracks, but I think eight or nine are produced by the Neptunes. It's one of those, like, yeah, it's a Neptunes album almost. Because <laughs> Slip felt, felt he had to do that. Yeah. To Because he was like, I need... He even said it. I need to... I got a few from, from Pharrell to make the album hot. And he wanted us that backfired because it didn't sound like a Houston album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded too much like an East Coast album. Yeah. Because he's like, uh, he, 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 he kind of questioned that. In an interview, uh, not that it was bad, just kind of questioned that direction because one of those beats was weird. Already platinum was, you gotta be in the mood for it. But no, <laughs> there's a Pharrell like I the thing like I like if Pharrell came like hey I need to be on the chorus and I need to get a verse, please do you could do it. Yeah, like I mean I think he wrote, rump he wrote Rump Shaker when he was 19. 
Which uh, was that one? All I want to do is just a zoom, zoom, zoom. With a oh, really? He wrote that in high school, I think. Or he was like fresh out of high school. I don't want to be a liar. But because what happened was um, Teddy Riley had moved his studio to Virginia Beach. You know where they're from. Yeah. And that, you know, sounds kind of random, Virginia Beach. But, you know, that's why he has a something in the water festival. Because yeah. like, think about it. The Neptunes, Timbaland, and Missy Elliott from Virginia Beach. Like, that's a random city. Yeah. But they all came from that city. <laughs> like, Timbaland and Pharrell were in a rap group together in high school. What? They went to high school together? Yes. Think about that. My blown. Yeah. Like, I think maybe because Timbaland's a bigger guy, it makes it seem like he's older. It does, it's kind of yeah. weird, right? Like, because <laughs> Pharrell just looks like he forever in his 20s. Yeah. Because he's skinny. And he has, like, that... He looks like he has a baby face still. Yeah. But like he's pushing 50 almost. Yeah. So it's kind of weird whatever you hear is like, yeah, because it is weird. Like you think about it, because you think about like when Missy Elliott happened. Yeah. That was a bit before when the Neptunes happened. Yeah. And so you kind of look at it like, okay, if that person came out later, they must be younger. And they probably were younger. Yeah. But like not that much younger because they went to high school together. But it like, yeah, you think about like when people reach certain amounts of success, it's like, no, he he hit his success a little later. Yeah. But they're the same age. Like people think about this. Jay-Z and Big Daddy Kane. You think about Big Daddy Kane, you think about the eighties. Yeah. Big Daddy Kane and Jay-Z are the exact same age. <laughs> it's mind blowing yeah. that stat. It's like Jay-Z didn't hit till he was twenty six, which is back then was ancient in rap. Yeah. Like but that was when Big Daddy Kane was coming down. Like, but they're the same age. When you hear Big Daddy Kane, you're like, oh, really? He's still around? Like, yeah. Yeah, he's the exact same age as as, as Jay-Z. Uh, and you don't think about them as the same era because that's not when they came out. Yeah. Like, Jay-Z did rap in the 80s, but, uh, but he wasn't known. He was like, he went by, um, he had a song called Hawaiian Sophie, and he used to rap fast. Like, Jay-Z used to... That's why when you hear Jay-Z rap fast, that's what he used to do. Yeah. But they told him to slow down because he rapped too fast. Like, <laughs> slow down. And that's why he adopted that slow flow. But then, like, you hear that song, Jigga What, Jigga Who. Yeah. He raps really fast in that song. Yeah. Because he can. He's like, but, you know, I can find my success rapping slow. But, uh, um, hold on. I'm going to... Uh, is it Rex in the Facts? Rump Shaker? Not Rumpelstiltskin? Um... I think yeah. Do do do. We're doing a lot of research, y'all. Um, I should have searched this better, but I didn't. It's the first album, eighty nine. Uh huh. Let's see. Do do do. Track listed. No, it wasn't the first album. It was on was on hardest move. It was. Rum Shaker. Here he goes. Um, yes. Pharrell Williams, songwriter. Yeah. There it is. 92. Yeah. So Pharrell, I think he was fresh out of high school because Pharrell was born in 73. That was 92. So yeah, he was like fresh out of high school. It was not even 20 yet. If not, probably 19. Uh, but he was just a songwriter? I think, yeah, I think... 
Don't think he... Pro- no, he didn't produce it. Yeah, he just wrote it. Uh, but yeah. Um, once again, you know, this is a tangential episode today. Yeah. Uh, because next week, the next episode, it's going to be our end the year extravaganza. Yeah, so... Hopefully. Uh, uh, but yeah. Yeah, hopefully. But, um, but no, it's, it's all... Just shooting the crap, man. Uh, cause I'm, what am I thinking? Um, I guess to me, when I think about production, I think of a like the, I think of the future of production. I always think about like it used to be about you went to that producer for that sound. Yeah. Now you don't really have to go to a producer for a sound. Any producer can just do that. Yeah, yeah. Like you just look up any any rapper type beat. Yeah, yeah. Like, or any producer. Like yeah. people have already broken down. Like you know, these are the components. Yeah, um, like you. Yeah, I mean, if you are like a noob to any like FL Studio. Yeah. You can go get the drum packs, the sample packs of your favorite producers from yeah. Splice or what have you, and or like if you have like um. What's the other site? Um, like Native Instruments. Yeah. Like there's some there's some sites where it's like the you go to the you when you open up your BST, then it's like you go you can go to the um, I think Contact is one where you can just yeah go. Contact is just a big a plugin for your plugins. Yeah, it's so like you could you want to purchase this pack you can purchase through the VST. Yeah. But like yeah, it's broken down on how because I remember there was an issue. Pharrell got Pharrell got mad at some producers for ripping them off. Like it was it was a song by um. It was a song by um, Wale yeah. called, I think, Fashion Week with g Easy when he was a thing. Um, and it sounded like a Pharrell beat. I'm like, this is not a Pharrell beat? He's like, oh, you might have something to say about this. And Pharrell did. Yeah. I was like, this sounds really close. And it was a song that was on Kingdom Come, Jay-Z's album. Yeah. It was back then when they sequenced it. was so weird because it was a beat that was produced by the Neptunes. And then the next beat wasn't, yeah. but it sounded like it was. And track listed to make sense to do that yeah yeah but I was like that's confusing uh uh yeah and I think like cause it, as a producer you might have something to say about this like yeah. you ripped me off why'd you do that why does that song sound like Marvin Gaye yeah <laughs> but like yeah that that can of words yeah. we discussed that before yeah, yeah. But, no, but I mean like it's like you know th- 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 that'll just be another conversation about you know mu- like we can go on and on about music and you know, um, like copying, it, like yeah, you know, that, artists meant you know influences the, versus yeah. like homage, yeah, versus ripping <clears throat> off. Because sometimes it's like I hear something, it's like I want to rip that. I like I cannot wait. To like rip that, off. like it's so genius. Yeah, like like I listen. I, to, what can I learn from this? Yeah, like I listen to Mega Man X Two soundtrack. I'm like, I want to rip this entire thing off. Like what they did in that album. That, that soundtrack didn't have to go that hard. If you yeah. the Mega Man X2 soundtrack, it's like speed metal. Like, why is it this intense? Yeah. Didn't need to be. Because Mega Man X is like real laid back kind of music. Mega Man X2, I heard they rushed the game. Yeah. So they kind of ripped it. Is that the 3D one from... For play, which nah, one? Mega Man X5 became the 3D one. But then, like, it's funny because, like, a lot of the enemies were named after like Guns N' Roses characters uh-huh. and they bawled some Guns N' Roses songs like obvious Guns N' Roses like god dang they didn't try to hide it uh, but no I bring it up to say it's like the techniques and like I want that technique 
How did they do that? I want to rip it off. Yeah. And I think if you like, there's a way if you could directly rip off somebody and it's not offensive. Yeah. But if you try to hide it, it's like, okay, you're trying to hide that you ripped them off. Like you didn't, because what the thing is, it's borrowing from one source versus borrowing from like multiple sources and then combining them. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. You can't just take from this person and be like, dust your hands off and I'm done. Like, no, we know what you did there. It's not to say what's bad or good or wrong or right. Right. It's just to say that like, if you want to have your own sound, whatever that means, you wouldn't just pull that. Now it's, that's what I meant to say. It's all about the vibe. Yeah. And it's like a lot of these beats, I'm like, I get it. I'm not, I'm trying, I'm not trying to be old man or old, you know, man shakes fist at cloud. But like, I always listen to drill beats I feel like drill beats are making fun of rap. Like, they have a goofy cadence yeah. that I can't... I tried to make a drill beat, and it didn't happen. Like, yeah. oops, I couldn't make... Like, it turned into something else completely different. Yeah. Because that drum cadence, I can't wrap my brain around it. It's almost like they're trying to make fun of grime and rap at the same time. Yeah. Because I hear, I, I hear drills like, this is grime. Yeah. It's all that is. Uh... But now it's like, yeah, you don't have to go to a region for a sound. It's like, nah, you want this producer, you sound, you just go Look find that. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if like that opened it up for the younger kids to just make music and make their money. But I did feel like 20 years ago, I felt like things were changing. I'm like SoundClick was the website I used to upload beats to. And I'm like, yeah, once SoundClick happened, I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. Times are gonna change. This was like oh five. Yeah, I was like, I just knew something was gonna happen, and it did because when um, Cameron he had Purple Haze, which came out a couple, the anniversary was a couple days ago. Purple Haze, I think that album cost like two hundred fifty thousand dollars beat wise, something some crazy yeah. amount. Like they had to clear a lot of samples. Some samples they couldn't clear. Yeah. Um, because back then you could, you still can't clear Carmina Burana. I don't know why rappers even freaking try. You can't clear that song. Oh, Fortuna. You know the song in Damien, was it? What was this? The Omen? Uh-huh. Dun, 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 dun. The, the intro to that, Oh, Fortuna. Yeah. You can't clear that. And rap producers do it all the time. We'll have to listen to it after because I watched The Omen. Yeah. So, or, it's just uh, so funny. A few months ago. Yeah, like, you can't clear it. But yeah. they try to clear it. But then, like, yeah, that album cost $250,000 beat-wise. His next album, $25,000. So, 10% in three years. Yeah. That's how fast things changed. He went from... And it was more... I think it was about the same amount of songs. He only paid $20,000 for all the beats. And that... Think about that. That's a kick in the side. Like, if you were used to getting 50... Yeah. And now you're only getting 5000 That kind of sucks. But it opens it up for everybody. Yeah. But then it also opens it up for people to get... Manipulated yeah. and exploited. I don't know. That would just make me want to hustle harder. That's just my <laughs> my my sigma entrepreneurial mindset. It's like, would you want the dinner with Jay Z <laughs> or a million dollars? It's like the dinner with Jay Z. It's like, what is wrong? Remember the remember some dude actually got the dinner with Jay Z. Uh huh. Take the money, idiot. <laughs> no, because the things you want to say, man, it's gonna make me want to hustle. Like, I look. You'll learn. Once you took the freaking dinner with Jay Z, yeah, that was all about luck anyway, and you were lucky enough to get presented with dinner or money, 
You should take the money, idiot. It'd be funny if he was like there for five seconds and like, can I get this to go? <laughs> they just went to like the to go section of yeah. Chili's. They just went to the right. They're like, let's go to this door. <laughs> can I get the? Can I get some uh, little Outback? Let me get some blue onion. <laughs> yeah, to go. What? Hey, you didn't say for how long, man? It is. Like, he's, he's walking to his car. He's walking Jay Z to his car and trying to ask him one question, and then Jay Z just gets in the back of his Uber, the black car or whatever, and then zooms off. It's like you didn't say to sit down. You didn't say like lunch. Yeah. You say you lunch didn't mean sit down, get a waiter, get some appetizers. No, you got lunch, you idiot. That that's life. Sometimes you got to do the elevator pitch. Yeah. You got thirty seconds with so and so. Give him your best shot. Yeah. But um. But yeah. I think I remember seeing, like, reading that, like, I think title quote tweeted some, like, either the poll or whatever, and then I think title the music service just responded, "Take the money." <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting, you're not getting dinner. <laughs> Jay Z streaming service told you, hey, just we we work with Jay Z. Just take the money. Like, what? What can Jay? You everything that Jay Z has said in interviews, yeah, he's gonna say it to you, yeah. Like you've heard everything he's going to say, yeah. It's just the honor of you hearing it from his mouth, but you're not gonna have a. He's not gonna blow your mind with something that's yeah. like, he never said this before. Yeah. He did. He did. He just put your name in front of it. Yeah. And he probably said your name wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Larry. Yeah. Um, when I was in Mossy Projects, I can't do a Jay Z accent. But yeah, he called you Larry instead of Luis. He's like, yeah, Larry, right? Lawrence, all right. Yeah, yeah, Lawrence. I got a friend named Lawrence. That's cool, man. Right, Luke? Um, anyway, yeah, it's like, take the money. But yeah, um, but that's not us, though. Uh, Let's So before we, we finish this episode, does anyone want to admit they have a crush on us? Yeah, bef- before <laughs> Kanye sends us to World War Three. Uh, before 2023, does anybody want to admit uh, they have a crush on us on on <laughs> on, on, on Gel podcast? Yeah, it's good because you know, in case we survive the fallout, I gotta know who I can rely on as we kind of scurry around from yeah. supplies. You know, we hit up the party city for confetti for whatever reason. You never know when to throw a party in the in in the in the dystopian wasteland. Yeah, I need to know who I can ride or die with. But uh, but yeah, feel free if you got a crush on us. Silica Gel Podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, Silica Gel Pod, right on Twitter. Yes, I think Silica Gel Podcast on Instagram. Um, and you can search Silica Gel on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. YouTube has handles. Yeah, so do we have Silica Gel Podcast? Oh yeah, because you said that somebody already had Silica Gel. Yeah, yeah. So YouTube dot com slash at. So I think they. I just noticed that they did that from. I think they copied that from TikTok. The at, like, yeah. yeah, the at in the URL. Which is pretty intuitive. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, it makes you think. It's like, was at not allowed at one point? Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, that just makes sense. Yeah. So, youtube.com slash at Silica Gel Podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, just feel free. Um, the more emojis you use, uh, the more love we feel. Um, feel free to use the eggplant emoji as much as you want. Uh, preferably next to the emoji with the mouth wide open. <laughs> And the squirt emoji, followed by... Or the by, drooling one. Yeah, followed by the one, yeah, with the eyes closed, that perverted emoji. <laughs> There's some emojis that perverted energy. Yeah. We, that should be an episode. 
about we should like power rank the emo like tear the emojis. That's an episode. Just like they know they keep making new ones every year. Yeah. We have to update it. There's enough emojis to do that. And we can group them. We got like two types of dinosaur emoji. I'm glad. They, they did that. They yeah. gave us a dragon, a T-Rex, and like a, a brontosaurus. Yeah. They didn't have to do that, but they did it. Um, they haven't gotten rid of any emoji yet. I don't, I don't think they have. I think the last... Well, the only one that I can think of is just... The gun. The gun to water gun. Which... That was a good exercise in people getting mad at nothing. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. People change it to a water gun. You censor it. It's a water gun, man. Yeah. Like what you... the knife? In the UK, did <laughs> they change it to like... A butter knife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it now? Like, what would it be? A shovel? Is there a shovel emoji? Probably. Yeah, I think so. That should be a good a game show. Which is... What's the real emoji? But no. Uh, feel free to use all the... Um... It's funny how eggplants use, but not the cucumber emoji. Which exists. Uh-huh. They use the eggplant emoji so much. Like, there's a cucumber emoji for people who don't have ding dongs that look like that. What if people have straight looking ding dongs? <laughs> What's wrong with the pickle emoji yeah. slash cucumber? Uh-huh. Why not? That I think people, if your ding dong looks like an eggplant, something might be wrong. <laughs> I mean, you're beating it too much because it's swollen. Is what's supposed to represent the head? Which part? Like, is the fat part supposed to represent the balls? <laughs> What, like, if they do a butternut squash emoji, they, uh, that's where all hell break loose. Cause yeah. Butternut squash is flesh color, and it's just like the D and B right there. <laughs> the D and B. So, yeah, feel free to use eggplant emojis as you profess your love to us because, uh, um, I need that. I don't know about Lewis, but I need that validation. <laughs> um, I, I need that. Um, that's why we started this podcast. For validation. Validation. Um, until then. Yep. This I, has been a Jazzy Fizzle production. <laughs> it's like a Jazzy Jazzy Finzel production because he used to do the Denzel. Oh. A Jazzy Finzel production. Like I forgot how he said it. <laughs> but yeah, it. God, that, that takes me back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, little children, dogs and cats, you are now listening to the sounds of man. Fresh, fresh, irrefresh. <laughs> Anyway, Silica Gel out.